When it comes to the stubborn child, there's two kinds of stubborn. One of them is really a sin, and the other one is really a focus. We want to talk about that. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes and his daughter Tori Roberts joining us this week from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm Ruthie Jay, your host, and my immediate question to how you opened the program was, okay, how can you tell then? How can I tell that my child is this sin or is... Well, first of all, it's all sin, right? We're all sinners. We're all sinners. And I know mommies hate to hear the word that their babies are sinners. And Tori's getting ready to leave the room now just because I said that. (laughs) No, no. I I, I, get on board with that. Yeah, I think think that. But I think in the stubbornness, there is that child who has a passion to get something, to do something, to want something. And that passion is just, wow, and it's very stubborn. I see it. I, I want it. I have to have it. That's one kind, but there's another, and that's probably sin too, but that's a child. That's a healthy thing initially. Mm-hmm. It's unhealthy if we don't deal with it. But there's that other thing, there's that other child that just doesn't want to hear the word no because they don't want to hear the word no. They just don't want to hear the word no. And that's a pride thing. I don't want to hear the word no. I don't want you to tell me no. I want to, I'm, I'm me, and I want yes, and I'm going to battle you for yes. It's almost like I've long since forgotten what the argument was about, but I'm going to hear a yes here. I'm going to get my way. You know, one is a passion more and one is a pride more. And the pride one, I mean, you've seen that child. I mean, they, they just do not take a reprimand well. They do not humble well. They're not helped to turn in their tracks and go do what they need to do. Is that a bent, though? On, I mean, there's some children that are more proud than others, or is that kind of it's been curbed early enough? Well, you're asking the classic uh, <laughs> nurture nature question, you know, is it? Is it a genetic thing or right. is it a culturally taught thing in the home? I will say this. I don't think it's a culturally taught thing in the home. Otherwise, all the children would be like that. So I think the child comes with a bent, and we've talked about that. And Tori talked about knitting the knit together in Psalm 139. We're all individually made. But I think what we don't realize as parents is if we're not careful, there is something in the child that, for lack of a better word, I'll call it a flaw and we foster the flaw rather than deal with the flaw. And for some of us, it's just not worth taking this child on on everything. And so the child gets his way sometimes and just wants to get his way. Doesn't even want it. Wants to get wants to get his way. You'll remember, Tori, we were on vacation one year, and one of your cousins is a diabetic. And do you know where I'm going? Oh yes. And I had Fig a bag Big Newtons. Yes, I had a bag of Fig Newtons that we always called Big Newtons. And she wanted uh, three Fig Newtons. And her mother told her, you cannot have three Fig Newtons. And you can have one. And she went. they went at it. She was like eight or ten or something. And they went at it. And her mother said, you can have one Fig Newton. And she said, I don't want any. And and she didn't take any. Instead, she couldn't get the three. She wouldn't take the one. I mean, it's, she's awesome. Her husband is a principal of school today. But I have never <laughs> let her forget that moment because this was a pride thing. Mm. I'm going to win. So I won. You said I could have won. I don't want that one. <laughs> and and, and, and was a, there was a win in it rather than a humbling in it. I think that's the pride. I will get my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one way or another, I'll come out a winner rather than I want that. Both need to be dealt with, but I think we need to see what we're dealing with. And when we're dealing with a frustration that's a pride issue, a rebellion issue, we need to deal with that a little more intensely. All of them knowing, though, all of them knowing that we need to make the child know the child is loved. The child is loved. You are loved. Do you think this distinction comes out as they age? Because looking at 
the middle schoolers that I worked with versus my small children. I see both of these in my small children, but in the middle schoolers that I worked with, they, it seems to kind of separate as they age. Hmm. I'm wondering if that's like maybe a parent, I'm just throwing this out, maybe a parent really focused on the one in their stubborn child hmm. and not on the other. You know, you're looking at me like I know the answer. <laughs> I think all of the above. I think what happens is the child gets better at doing worse. The child yeah. gets more can do these things that are unacceptable with more refinement. <laughs> um, it's like no one's dealt with this, and this is the way I've gotten my way. And in a way, this is the way I've bullied my family mm -hmm. to get my way and, and to flat bring it. And I know we're tired. I know we're exhausted. I know we're not walking around the farm anymore. But we've added these things to our schedule and not dealt with this. Whether we get to soccer or not will not determine the, the future of this child's success. Whether we deal with this issue and the world stops to deal with it will have a monstrous impact. But that young lady today who's in her 30s uh, that we talked about who did this when she was eight, she's an awesome person today. She's an awesome, determined mom today. I mean, she's a bring it today. So it's working. And, and this determination has helped her overcome juvenile diabetes in her life and do the things she needs to do. So determination is just wonderful. But the raw determination called stubbornness is just brutal to a mom. And it can ruin a whole family outing uh, unless we do, unless we stop, unless we do what you did, Tori. You stopped the world. You took the 20 minutes while the other child was being handled, and you just dealt with it. Now, did Judah look up at you and say, oh, I get it now, Mom. I will never do that again. That makes sense the way you handled me, and I appreciate the fact that you took 20 minutes to calm me down. No, but, <laughs> but there's a repetitiveness in that child's life where the child's going to get eventually. And here's the cool thing. I will eventually get, I don't get my way by this kind of behavior. And when I get that I don't get my way by this kind of behavior, I won't find myself in this kind of situation over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I'll feel better about me. And then all of a sudden on the flip side, when I make a better decision, just I take one inch of a better decision. You know, I did a standoff with you for 20 minutes yesterday. It was only three minutes today. Ah, it's cheering time. And some would say it's not cheering time. It's not perfection yet. This is a child. It's not going to be perfection. It's, We're not perfect as adults. Well, speak right. for yourself. But, <laughs> but it's it's the, it's the effort issue. The whole effort issue is so it's so 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 important that we cheer effort. You brought up a, an interesting word though that's difficult. It's humbling. Hmm. You know, when you have the proud child, you know, the eight or nine year old that's just set on, I don't care what you say, mom, this is going to happen. Yeah. And moms don't even know what to do with that sometimes, you know, and there is a, a humbling process, but it's hard because it's between humbling and humiliating mm -hmm. and still making oh. the child feel great. loved. Mm -hmm. But um, and, and it's a fine line. I mean, there's been some humbling moments with the kids at home and watching my husband go through that. And I'm feeling bad for the kid. You know, I mean, they're my stepkids. But and coming back and saying, weren't you a little harsh? He goes, you know what? This will do them good. And later on, seeing that it was OK. You know what? I didn't I didn't enjoy seeing it because mm -hmm. it was just not pleasant to watch. But no. it's usually not a pleasant process to be humbled. But you do learn some lessons, and they've learned a lot of things through those moments. Well, I would I would say the first – somebody asked me the other day, there, there were a bunch of pastors here the other day, what my first 10 years of ministry were like, and I said, they're horrible. I hated it. And nothing worked right. I hated it here. We were starving, lost, lost our apartment, had to move into the back house at Sheridan House, on and on and on. 
And they said, why do you think that was? And I said, I think I needed some humbling. I was sad that it was a decade of humbling. I mean, I just needed humbling. I came here. I was God's gift to Sheridan House. And then all of a sudden, I'm by myself. Everybody left. <laughs> and, and so it was It was an incredibly difficult 1974 to 1984. But I think there's two kinds of parents going into this. This was extremely difficult for my wife, Rosemary, because my wife, Rosemary, was a pleaser. This is incredibly much easier. And I watched Tori do it because Tori was a barbarian. Because Tori has a lot of advantages. Number one, that stubbornness became amazing determination. So it's easier for her. Number two, she's worked on the children's program, so she sees it and got it and had the training beforehand. But I, I think you brought up an incredibly important thing. I don't want to humiliate the child. I do want to humble the child. You notice when Tori said she was dealing with Reuben at the grocery store and she took him over to the side. I want to eliminate during those moments as many spectators as I can. Ideally, if I'm dealing with one child, I'm going to either clear the room or take the child with me alone because I set myself up for it can go either way quickly. If it's a child who doesn't humble well and I'm trying to deal with this child's mouth and this child's stubbornness and I do it publicly, I may set myself up for the biggest explosion I've ever seen because that child's going to win and that child has an audience. And so I want to take that child away so it's just me and that child so we have no audience for that for that child. I wanted a different audience. You know, Hebrews 12 says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I don't want to be surrounded by negative witnesses. I want the right witnesses. And so it's always important. You know, in the children's homes, uh, we, have, we have an office off the living room. It's got a glass window, but it's off the living room for when one of the behavioral specialists has to take a child and deal with this child. They're in the office with the child. It's glass wall, but no one can hear what's going on. The mm -hmm. child's back is to the glass while the counselor is talking to the child because when that child has an audience, they're not thinking rationally, and I don't want my child to think, you know what, I'm, I know I'm going to lose this in the long run anyway, but I'm going out big, and I'm, I'm going out big enough so someone says, wow, you brought it. No, I don't want to do that. So I, I, There may be a circumstance, just to interrupt you, yeah. um, in the children's home, if I had a child that I had to bring into the office and they were refusing, which that can happen with a two- and three-year-old oh, as yeah. well, I would either excuse the other girls to another part of the house or I would signal another staff member to come get the girls so that if I had to deal with a child in the living room, which was a space where we all were, I could still remove the audience. And so in a, in a home setting, you can either you know, say to the older sibling, you know, I'm, I'm going to need a second with your brother, so you're not in trouble, but if you could just go upstairs to your room for a few minutes, I'll come talk to you in a second. Why don't you just go play? Let me talk to your brother. But you need no, to yeah. find a way yeah, to excuse yeah. and yeah. Ruben, help the audience. Me. Help me right now, Ruben. I, I need to talk to Judah, mm -hmm. so if you could go upstairs. Yeah, I mean, there's almost an awesome affirmation of that child. Yes. Because later on, you can say, I want to thank you for helping mm -hmm. me. And they're looking at you like, huh? That, you, I helped you punish my brother. <laughs> no, <laughs> you left. You let me have some time alone with your brother. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I, I don't want to humiliate, and I love the way you distinguish between those two. I want, but but there's a humbling necessary in all of us. Again, to go back to the greats, think about the greats. Moses had to go from Pharaoh's palace to a sheep shepherd to a Jew. That's I'm out there in the. I'm not even in Israel anymore. I'm on the backside of the desert. So Moses had to go do that. Joseph had to be a slave and then a servant. There's a humbling that I don't want the world, I don't want my child's first wife or first boss have to do that. Yeah. I, I want to I prepare my child. I want to be molding my child. So I want to take this stubbornness, 
when they're coming at me and I want to look at it. And I think sometimes I just want to think about it. Is this just something they want? Is this a want? Is this a passion? I want this. I want to complete this. I want to get out of bed. Or is this a refusal to be under authority? I want my way. And this is a pride issue. And I agree. I think it was you that Tori said, so which is it when he gets out of bed? I don't know yet. I, I think it's both yeah, when they're little. I, I don't know yet. And maybe as they grow older, you can get the picture. Why, you know what? She could have had at least one cookie. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll take none. If I can't have three, I'll have none. Well, we that's realize pride. that's a pride issue. That's <laughs> yeah. a pride issue. And might I also say it was done public and live. We were all in the room. So she had an audience. So I don't want to. She was saving face at that point. Yeah, she was saving face is the perfect word. I think what I want to do is I what I'd like to do as a parent is I'd like to have a vending machine I can go to and hit the button and here's the answer and I do this and we're all there. Rather than I've got to think and pray, what am I dealing with here? I know I must be consistent. I must in a very inconsistent world, I must be I must be the one consistency in this child's life. I will respond the same all the time. The answers will be the same all the time. There is an amazing security and here's the interesting part. For this difficult child, for the stubborn child, there's an amazing security in understanding the rules never change. If I've heard one thing, and we have so many alumni that come through these days, and if I hear one thing from them, it was always the same. You know, it was always the same. No matter what I did, it was always the same. It was always the same. And, you know, one of them put it incredibly, I finally realized I'm the boss of my afternoons. And I said, what does that mean to you? He says, well, I could be cutting grass or I could be playing basketball. I'm the boss of my afternoons. I thought, wow, you've nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, we will be consistent by what you do and how you handle things. I want to come alongside this child. I want to train this child. I want to help this child be one of tomorrow's late leaders that God uses and take the stubbornness in this child and even take this pride in this child and turn it to Christ and help my child be able to have the impulse control to say no to self. I want him to be determined. You've been listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes and Tori Roberts from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm Ruthie J, your host. And if you want to find out more about these children's homes where Tori works, and there's so much going on here at Sheridan House, the boys' and girls' homes, find out about them online at shfm.org. You can support them financially, even through the resources that you purchase on the website. All those proceeds go to the children's homes. And again, you can find out more about that at shfm.org. And to hear today's program, maybe share it with another parent that you know is dealing with this. Go online to parentingonpurpose.org. You can search for other topics as well and ask questions. And we'll wrap up our conversation tomorrow about taking your child from stubborn to determined here on Parenting on Purpose.